America's radio station. Exclusively on cable TV, CRN. The cable radio network. The radio channel. A simple binary code transmitted by carrier wave signal. Radio. Radio, the final frontier. These are the adventures of the radio show, Talk Trek. Its mission, to take fans and boldly go where no radio show has gone before. From New York to California and everywhere in between, welcome to the one and only call-in Trek show, Talk Trek, the convention on the air. Now here's your host, Joyce Mason. Good evening, Star Trek fans and gentle beings across the USA. You're receiving Talk Trek loud and clear. Hailing frequencies are open on the one and only call-in Trek show, coming to you through the highly evolved intelligence known as CRN, the cable radio network. So grab your friends and invite them to listen in and join us for our convention on the air when we discuss the vast world of Star Trek and related genres and basically just having fun talking about one of our favorite subjects. I'm Darren Docterman, sitting in the captain's chair tonight instead of our own commander, Joyce Mason, who is unable to join us tonight. Some pressing things came up, but she'll be with us again next week. And across from me on mic number three is Dave Rossi. Hello, Darren. The defender of the faith and assistant to the producer of Star Trek The Next Generation, and incidentally, the creative force behind <laughs> the Star Trek universe. And about to be fired, I'm sure, if Rick Berman's <laughs> listening. But it's not all that bad. How was your week, Dave? Pretty good. It's, uh, it's you know, been a busy week, uh, as rumors fly and everything about the uh, about the uh, closing of the, the next generation, season seven. Yes. Supposedly the last before we go into uh, into the movie. So we'll see what happens. I understand. Um, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Yes, we do. Uh, including the premiere of the seventh season of Star Trek: The Next Generation and. Yes, we do realize that some people across the country haven't had the opportunity to see this week e episode yet, so we'll ask all you callers not to be too specific. I love that part when... <laughs> <laughs> and that includes you, Dave. <laughs> we'll uh, have to ask people not to be too specific about the episode, yeah. but, uh, you know, we'll see. You don't want to ruin it for the rest of the fans. That's right. Uh, in a couple minutes, we have a special guest tonight. We have Mr. John Colicos. Core. Yes. Commander yes. Corps. Commander Corps, the first Klingon in the original Star Trek episode, Errand of Mercy. And what a doozy. <laughs> Indeed. He was actually, I heard he was the one responsible for the original look for the Klingons. I wonder how he feels about uh, what uh, we've done to them in the movies. <laughs> well, I think we'll ask him that when he's, uh, when he's on. And uh, he's up to inter interesting things now, and we'll uh, talk about those with him in uh, uh, about five minutes or so. Great. But between then and now... Star Trek, The Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Premiered this week on the West Coast. To record, record ratings. Indeed. It's, uh, it's unbelievable how many people are watching this show. Why, why is it so unbelievable? Well, you know. You classic Trekker, you. People are just uh, incredibly indiscriminate, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it looks like we have a call waiting already, and I haven't even given out the phone number. <laughs> So uh, <laughs> let's go to that and uh, and see what's happening in the world of Talk Trek. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, David and Darren. How you doing tonight? Good. Who's this? This is John from North Hill. John, how are you? I'm hanging in there, my friend. Welcome. Well, thank you very much. I am much surprised about the the uh, this current show of Star Trek, the one called Descent. Mm-hmm. But I must recommend, do not read the book. <laughs> please do not read the book. Even though it is out as a nice, wonderful temptation, please do not read the book. Yes, apparently it was out a couple weeks before the show uh, came on. I know, the, bad marketing. The, uh, actually, it was good marketing, <laughs> because uh, how many people bought the bought the book just to find out what happens in the season opener? Yeah. I know, and how I many? Know. But, how that, but that's kind of a problem, you see. That's the problem with the books. Once you read the book, you know what's going to happen. You get an insight of the character's mind and how they're going to be. And you tune in anyway. That's right. <laughs> it's it's smart marketing, though. It is smart marketing, but it's bad for curiosity. Anyway, gentlemen, I'm here to take you back on a time war trip to the fourth season. 
I want to test your starship knowledge. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Gentlemen, you remember, since we're talking on board subject now. Yes. Name me three starships that have been destroyed at Wolf 359. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Let's see. That would be uh, the well, Melbourne. That's one. The right. Kyushu. Two. And, and uh, the, um, that, that other one, the... Uh, the Smith. No, no. Um, no. <laughs> it's, the, it's the small, uh, waif-like starship <laughs> first seen in the uh, second season, Let's see I believe. Okay. You want me to give you a hint? <laughs> yeah, give us a Riker's hint. Riker's third possible command. Well, that was the Melbourne. Okay. I said that one. Tolstoy and Kyushu. Oh, the uh, Tolstoy. The Tolstoy. Ah. Okay, I forgot the that gentlemen, one. what are the call letters for it? <laughs> what are the call letters for what? The, uh... The classification numbers, you know, the oh MCC stuff. Goodness. For the Melbourne? For all three. Um, <laughs> uh, well, all three of them, actually, it's interesting. All three had the exact same one. It's NCC blown up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it said on the... Uh, <laughs> well, let's see. According to my sources, Kyushu had NCC 65491. Tolstoy had 62095. And Melbourne, 62043. Hmm. I did a lot of... Checking on this one. I, I did not know that. Ah, I was nice. not aware of that. Uh, have you gentlemen been watching Sequest? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I haven't. I have, actually. The first, the pilot was excellent. The second one, I'm sorry to say, stunk. Well, you know, I felt exactly the opposite way. I, I thought the pilot was sort of uh, boring, and the first episode was a little bit more interesting, and consequently, um, it seems an awful lot more like Next Generation. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> Gentlemen, we're talking about a concept about 25, 30 years into the future, possibly reachable in our generation. Indeed. Star Trek, we're talking two or 300 years, definitely not of our generation, unless you like to count in cryogenics and you want to sleep for about two or 300 years to that period. Uh, but concerning about the, the pilot, the thing I liked about it is you had the conflict, you had tension, it was raw, it was new. In the second one, in, when they showed the second show of Sequest, they lost it. I'm sorry to say, but they lost it. Yeah, well, I I, I have to, I haven't seen either of them, uh, but uh, I'm going to be tuned into Lois and Clark. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you for calling, John. <laughs> My goodness. Well, that that brings up an interesting point. How many times can you remake the Star Trek format? <laughs> and yeah. I guess we're exploring that now. Well, I guess the the opening of the Variety, the re the uh, uh, Hollywood uh, Variety Daily Variety, which is the trade paper, one of the trade papers out here in Hollywood. The opening for the review was Space, the Final Frontier. These are the voyages of, oh, sorry, that's been used. <laughs> so I guess uh, everyone kind of picked up on the fact that it was kind of tied into uh, to the Star Trek uh, uh, frame of mind. So uh, <laughs> oh, not to quote a Star Trek episode. <laughs> yes. Well, here's a special message for Star Trek fans everywhere. Um, if you'd like to be an active part of Talk Trek, we'd like to invite you to become a commander of a Talk Trek outpost. Now, the Outpost is a place where Trekkers can meet, listen to our show, talk about Trek, and generally have a good time with people that like the same things you do. Now, as the commander of an Outpost, you can decide its designation and name, and you'll also receive an official Talk Trek Outpost Commander ID card. Ooh, I just got a chill. <laughs> kind of like a decoder ring, isn't it? Yes, and, and a T-shirt. And uh, we'll even announce your Outpost when it's established on the air and in our newsletter. And what's more, you'll have the opportunity to be an official Talk Trek representative at some of the biggest conventions across the country. Mm -hmm. uh, so, if you're interested in becoming part of the Talk Trek family of fans, help Talk Trek become the greatest show on the air today. Yeah, that was a dramatic <laughs> pause, wasn't it? I'm shivering. It was almost Shatner-esque. Just write us at Talk Trek, care of CRN, the cable radio network, P.O. Box 433, Sunland, California, 91041. That's Talk Trek, care of CRN, P.O. Box 433, Sunland, California, 91041, and make contact with the final frontier. Ouch. Very <laughs> nice. Why? What do you say we take another call? I think that would be a great idea. Hello, you're on Talk Trek. Welcome. Hi, Darren. How are you? Good evening. Uh, hi, this is Jim from San Pedro. Welcome, hi, Jim. Jim, how are you? Uh, hi, Dave Rossi. How are you? Good. How are you doing on my... Uh, Next Generation Preview that I talked to you a couple of weeks about. <laughs> you just want me to lose my job, don't you? No, no, no. Come on now. Well, uh, to be honest, you know, I can I can let some things go, you know, guest stars that are appearing and, and so forth, but it's uh, it really is very difficult to, to lay down any kind of plot lines. They're being as, uh, you know, as, as tight-lipped about it as they can be. And, well, just and, a little uh, teaser or something, <laughs> you know? Like what? Like liaisons is Monday, right? Right. The... Uh, the 
What do you call okay, them? Okay, liaisons. Uh, three ambassadors come to the Enterprise. Right. The, they uh, all who are they? The Iarians? Uh, uh, yes. And they get to choose, uh, they each choose a member of the crew to be their personal liaison to Federation ways. Oh, cool. All right. Uh, and Picard crashes on the planet. Now, see, what do you need teasers well, for? Well, this, I'm, I'm just reading this out of the previews <laughs> and TV guide. Well, that's, a, see, I couldn't give you any, those, the, all those previews you get, come from our publicity department, and our publicity department gets them from our office. Okay. So there's nothing more that I could tell you that you don't read in magazines. All right, well, how about Interface the next week? <laughs> uh, we get to meet Jordy's parents in Interface. All right, cool. And uh, I think uh, um, uh, Ben Vereen playing Jordy's father in that episode. So uh, That should be fun. It's going right. to be a lot of fun. It's, it's a, a great it's episode. A, that sounds great. That's like Richard Beamer and Frank Langella on DS9. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, how about Gambit? Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> two harder now. I can't can't run down the whole season for you. You know what? Well, look, look. There's only like uh, six episodes that are on the schedule, so just give me a just give me a little. Gambit's a two-parter now. Yeah, now I, see, I, not, I, no. I can actually tell you about that. There you go. Uh, this involves the Enterprise going to a mysterious planet, and they find something on this planet that is well, let's just say a little out of the ordinary, and. Something happens to the crew that is very quite interesting, and <laughs> <laughs> does this sound familiar? <laughs> well, all right. It involves it involves a vast changing of personalities on many of the crew, and uh, and at the end they win. Right. It's it's very interesting, and I I'm sure you'll like it. We we have to we have to move on. Our our board is completely our, our lit. Our board is smoking. <laughs> Th thanks for calling. Thanks very uh, much. Are you really? Come on, don't put me off now. This is. This is like half the fun of Star Trek is anticipating well, a new show. Well, you know what? I'll look forward to your call every week, and I'll have a little information for you each time. How's that? All right. Thanks for calling. Thanks for calling. We have to move on to line five. Is this the Metrons? It, it is, in fact, <laughs> the, Metron. the Metrons. My goodness, this is what? this is a voice out of what? our past. What the heck are you doing in my ship? Give <laughs> my ship back. It's not your ship. This is this is this Mr. Is the <laughs> this is Mr. Dylan Del Gershio, who uh, used to be on our show. A W O L. I'll kill you. Kill <laughs> you. A a calling from Florida? Yes, all the way from Florida, beaming in to the cable radio network. Well, my uh, goodness. Welcome back, and uh, and when are you getting back into town, Dylan? Oh, probably sometime within this light year. Really. <laughs> I just want to say that the phone line here is much better than that other radio station. <laughs> really good. <laughs> well, then maybe you can call in more often. Yes, I think I will. Yeah, actually. stranger. <laughs> how, how are things going there, Dave? Uh, another boring episode, perhaps, that you made, or? <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's that's mean. That's I, that's mean even well, for you. Well, we'll talk. I, we'll talk next week after Buffalo stomps Miami this weekend. Oh, oh, yes, that's right. As a matter of fact. Yes, it is. Dylan, we I, actually have John Colicos waiting on the other line. Well, I wouldn't want to keep him because he's a very important member. Of the Star Trek universe. Indeed, he can be uh, pretty mean. <laughs> yes, yes, as he has in the past. I just want to say, uh, I just want to give my best wishes to all of you, and of course to Joyce and uh, and Malloy. I hope all they right. get better soon. And uh, you guys take care, and I'll uh, try and call next week. I, I I assume that you're getting me off the air, and you won't talk to me later. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Basically, yeah. Well, you take care, and I will be speaking with you. Take Thank care. you. Thank you for calling, Dylan. Goodbye. And now, over to line three, where we have our special guest, John Colicos, waiting. Hello. Good Hello. evening. Good evening to you. How are you this evening? Extraordinarily well, thank you very much. And you? Uh, just fine. We, our, our lines are lighting up like you wouldn't believe. It's, uh, are you serious? Really? It's, it's, pretty <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty incredible. <laughs> John Colicos, for, for those listeners who, for some reason, wouldn't know, is, among other things, best known for playing the first Klingon ever in Star Trek. Com uh, Commander Core. Commander Core in the episode Errand of Mercy. And uh, I, I heard some I heard some backstory about that, uh, that you actually came up with the look of the original Klingon. Well, actually, I, uh, yeah, I guess I really did, because uh, I was living in New York at the time, and I, I got the script on the airplane, looked at the lines, and I said... Uh, well, this is very interesting. What does a Klingon look like? <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, just learn the lines, John, because they'll know what a Klingon looks like when I get to the makeup department. Because when I got there, <laughs> the makeup man looked at the script and he said, what does a Klingon look like? <laughs> I hate when that happens. Yeah, I know. You know suddenly, you guys, I'm, I'm becoming a makeup artist and creating all kinds of stuff all over the place. And because the script had to do with, uh, well, you know, it was 20-odd years ago, was it? like in the period of the Cold War, and I guess the Klingons were the evil empire, as it were. 
And I said, well, why don't we make him a futuristic Genghis Khan? Uh-huh. He said, what would that look like? I said, well, <laughs> spray my hair black, take my eyebrows right up to the hairline, and give me a kind of olivey green, brown makeup, and uh, a beard parted in the middle, or Fu Manchu, a little this, a little that. So suddenly we sat there and we created the whole thing. And uh, what was very thrilling for me was that as a result of that, all the Klingons in the original series uh, looked exactly the same. <laughs> I had spawned an entire race. <laughs> well, now, John, did you get a, did you get any credit for that? Uh, unfortunately, no. Well, <laughs> you should have pushed for that. For yeah, I was young then, you know, and just <laughs> glad to do the job. Forget, forget the credit. What about the money? Yeah. <laughs> the money the, was less then, believe me. The licensing days, alone. <laughs> um, how, how do you feel about the, the development of the Klingons since, in the years since uh, since you began that great uh, you, want, you want an honest, really honest answer? Absolutely. Um, I liked them better when they were the bad guys. So did I. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody does. <laughs> I think everybody does. And you were among one of the baddest. <laughs> I was one of the baddest. Oh, yeah, I was the baddest of the bad. I was killing everybody all around the place. You were. Nobody ever died. And loving were, it. They were figments <laughs> of my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> you were giving me nightmares when I was six years old, John. I oh, yeah, I'm delighted to hear it. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> My goodness, it's uh, it it's certainly uh, they certainly look different now. I mean, they they have this uh, incredible. Well, their spines are growing up on top of their heads now <laughs> for some extraordinary reason. They, they must have excruciatingly <laughs> bad headaches. Yeah, very bad headaches. Yeah. Well, they come from the southern part of the planet. I feel. Right. right. I think I'm still living up in the mountains, waiting for Kirk because we never had that glorious fight. <laughs> <laughs> they they make they make excellent cheese graters. I hear though, but uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> So you, uh, among other things, you were you were also uh, a very famous character on Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, I played Boltar, another baddie. Another baddie, not oh. typecasting. Yeah, well, no, it's not really typecasting. It's uh, they're the best parts. They're the most interesting parts. You know, it just got a little uh, extraordinary having to talk to robots all the time. Going, <laughs> beep 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 by your command. Beep 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 beep. beep. <laughs> At least with the silence, they talk back to me. <laughs> Let's let's take some calls and see if uh, any of our listeners uh, have anything to ask you. Sure. Um, here we go. It hopefully in three. <laughs> Did we just disconnect. I think we just uh, we just lost John. Well, uh, um, if Evelyn can uh, can get John back. <laughs> <laughs> this is live radio, and uh, we're just learning here, so uh, bear with us. Here we go. Line four. You're on the air. Yes. Good evening. Welcome. No, you're 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 with us on Talk Trek on CRN, the cable radio network. Oh, all right. Must be on delay now. Well, uh, turn down your TV set. That might help. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Hi. What my can we do for you? Yes. Uh, my name's Mark, and I, I wanted to say the Klingons are doing the best they can. You know. <laughs> are you a Klingon fan? And, uh, uh, not particularly, but I, I do appreciate their attitude, and um, I'm just calling to comment on uh, Sequest. You know. Uh huh. Um. You know, give them a chance. Uh, we watched it last week, and, uh, you know, it's like a Darwin sick, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, well, uh, it's more like <laughs> audience sick, uh, everything black, right? <laughs> audience sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, all I can say is all we here managed to not lose conscious totis totally, you know, and uh, um, I think we would have uh, been a little better off with uh, some of that uh, seaweed Darwin's mom gave him, you know? He might have... Hung on a little better, and and might have been able to pretend we were watching reruns of, of a, uh, uh, man, reruns of the Flipper, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, now, do you uh, um, do you think that Sequest uh, draws parallels to Star Trek: The Next Generation? They oh, definitely, you know, with with the brain kid and the reluctant captain and all that. <laughs> That's how it goes. They're trying though, and and give them another, another well, <laughs> probably another five weeks, and, and they might almost be up to speed. Well, it would be okay with us because, uh, you know, competition is good. It keeps us on our toes. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, thank you for calling. Thanks for calling very much. Um, and uh, here we are. We're, we're coming back with hopefully John. Yeah, hopefully. There was a little <laughs> interplanetary intervention there. It, we, uh, we were 
we were taken by a, a, a Klingon band of raiders who <laughs> well, obviously... Certainly. Yeah, I can well believe it. I sent them <laughs> <sent> out. <laughs> well, it, it worked. Your Klingon uh, st still machinations are still good. There's a flash good. of thought and they're there instantaneously. <laughs> still in command. <laughs> My goodness, the bridge has smashed the computers in Oxford. <laughs> well, why don't we take a call now? This time, let's try and, uh, and figure out... <laughs> oh, this just is not just not our night. night. So, <laughs> we're we just uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to do this again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Talk Trek. <laughs> Welcome to Talk Trek: The Search for Phones. Um, let's just take another. Let's call. go with line two. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, this is Virginia from Whittier. Hello, Virginia. And uh, I'm really glad I got cable today. Uh, you know that uh, I couldn't get the cable radio network till today. Uh huh. I didn't know you had a show, and I'm going to call everybody up because I know a lot of Trekkie fans. <laughs> Especially, uh, you know, I was telling Evelyn, in 66, I graduated from high school, and everybody told me, I'll see you in the summer and this and that. I didn't see anybody. All I remember is every episode of Star Trek. <laughs> and I love, um, I tell everybody I'm a closet Trekkie because I don't want to come out of the closet. But I love uh, the Klingons. I think they're the greatest villains, but, you know. <laughs> Indeed they are. They're just very yeah, hard love, to keep on the phone. I love the, the race. <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't get into the new generation. My uh, brother in Sacramento, he's 17 years younger than me, Rudy, mm -hmm. and he loves Star Trek. And his daughter is about eight, seven, and mm -hmm. she loves uh, Quirk, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you say Kirk or Quark? Uh, Quark. <laughs> Which one? The one in the bucket or the one in the captain's chair? <laughs> Whatever. But, you know, I, I started seeing the reruns this year of uh, the new... Uh, that I got into it this year. But I love the, uh, the really one... The program I love the best is uh, Deep Space Nine. Oh, you like Deep Space Nine? Oh, I love it. It's like I found my world again. But there's know? no Klingons on Deep Space Nine. Well, there's, no, there's been a No, but, you know, I, I, like, um, I like the story better than... Uh, I don't know. Well, no, I... Now it's a toss-up because before I couldn't get into the new uh, generation because, I, you know, I, I just felt like they weren't the Star Trek that I know. Well, it's interesting that you say that because a little later in the yeah. show, uh -huh. um, we're going we're gonna to introduce you to some people who, uh, who uh, can't get into the next generation, and we're hoping that the callers <laughs> can call in and, and, and coax them into to seeing our point of view. I couldn't until this year, and I love the, the girls, you know, the Klingon gr sisters. Oh, uh, Lursa and Bator, yeah. <laughs> They're wonderful. In fact, I was going to... Uh, I told this girl at work because she loves uh, the new generation. Joyce, I'm going to get her number right now and call her and see if she can get cable because a lot of them don't have, um, they have cable, but they don't have the CRN net mm -hmm. uh, ne network. Right. But uh, well, she, she, uh, she wants me to go to the conventions and I won't go. <laughs> <laughs> you should go. They're very interesting. Well, I was reading, I kept the TV guide of, of um, Captain Kirk William. Right, uh-huh. And I love him so much. And, you know, to me, he's always going to be the captain, and I can't get into Picard. I, I, I agree with you there. I'm, I'm sorry. We, we, have to, we have to get John back here, or else he'll be really mad. I mean, he's probably already really mad, no, but the good. third time's the he charm. Said, Hang on. I'm clinging on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Talk about bad jokes. Huh? Oh, oh. Well, let's, let's not talk about bad jokes. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I think I finally okay, got we, it. I think here. we figured it out now. All right. Figured it out. We I press mean, I know it's very this one. This <laughs> oh, it's 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 <laughs> unbelievable. And and then we bring in another one like this. Hello, you're on the air with Talk Trek and John Colicos. Yes, this is a Gary Delabate. Good evening. It worked. Hi, it Gary. Worked. It worked. Hallelujah. And uh, and I was just wondering, is it true that Captain Picard will be replaced by Howard Stern from the Planet Baba Booey? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so, and this just is incredibly hilarious. It, it would be it would be really sad if it weren't so darn funny. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll get the hang of this yet. Maybe maybe I should say I'll get the hang of this yet. It's uh it's incredibly funny. Dave's enjoying himself immensely. Um, it's it's incredibly hilarious. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe we can try four times. Well, let's go to line one and uh, see what's going on in that sector of the galaxy. Hello, you're on Talk Trek. Hello. Good evening. Uh, I'm Bill from Ganada Hill. Hello, Hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. How are you? Fine, and you? Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty <It's> good. Well, <laughs> considering. <laughs> uh, no, you're still trying to get through with 
Commander Core. I mean, poor and John. He's, <laughs> poor, poor John is sitting on the other end of the phone. He's, he's been dropped more times than a triple, I think. <laughs> I would say so. Uh, I've got a trivia question for you. Okay. okay. Before the game, what episode was Lieutenant Leffler in? Uh, the the one right before it actually two 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 before it I c- I can't remember the name of it. Wait wait feed that question to me again. Before the game, uh-huh. which episode was Ensign Leffler played by Ashley Judd, uh, in? It before the game, which one? Oh wow, good question. Um, you know I uh, I really don't know. Darmok. That's right. That's right. She she's the one that uh, that helped them. Uh, try and beam the captain up, I believe. Exactly. That was that was fascinating. I I, I have to admit I, I really liked Ensign Leffler. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> she's a she's a favorite of mine. Um, we're we're going to try to go to John yet again, I think. And as soon as uh, as soon as I'm given the word, we will. Um, did Did you have anything else to say about uh, about the episode this week or? Oh, I love this episode. It was sort of interesting the the way they included the recurring role, and that's all I'll say about that particular aspect. <laughs> Good. We don't want to give anything anything away to uh, the people who haven't seen it yet. And I already had an idea of what was the case with Data, and I'll leave that that vague. <laughs> a, a little little bit of a tease to those people across the country who haven't yet seen it. Right. <laughs> and that's it and it makes perfect sense what happened. Yes, it does. It does, and uh, you know, it, uh, I, I would have liked to see something a, a little bit bigger. But uh, I think it was an enjoyable, uh, an enjoyable effort, and uh, a good capper, and a good start to the seventh season, which uh, I hear promises to be quite exciting indeed. I agree. I do wonder if this will bring up uh, debate in the Federation about the dismantlement of Lore himself, since he is technically a life form an artificial life form, uh, thus another being in Data's culture, or whether they'll go with uh, the one, oops, Mm -hmm. uh, or they'll go with uh, Admiral Nechev's point of view about the board. Well, what would you do? I don't, I'm not sure, that's a toughie. I even have some mixed feelings about that. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll have to see what happens uh, throughout the the season. And uh, here we go. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, one, yeah, one hopefully you've learned how to use the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord! Here we are dealing with 24th century technology, and we're having trouble with the phone. It's just too archaic for it's us. It's very right. archaic. I know. We're working with stone knives and bearskins here. Why don't we do it all by telepathy? <laughs> that, w- that would be nice. Telepathy trek. Okay. Telepathy trek. Now we're going to try it one more time, and I think we've got the hang of it. Okay, here we go. Line four. You're on the line with John Colicos. Good evening. Hi. Is it Darren? Yes. Darren, is this you? It, it is, in fact, me, yes. This is your good friend, Kara. Well, welcome, Kara. How are you? I'm fine. Hey, listen, I want to tell you what a great job you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you're really good at what, this what stuff. What do you think of that, John? <laughs> I think she's fabulous. Absolutely. Well, hired her immediately. <laughs> what? You, you've got it. You're hired. We're, we have a, a special guest on, John Colicos, the original Klingon from Star Trek. You're kidding. He's on, he's on the phone with you <laughs> right now. I'm you talking to the original Klingon? Yes, you are. Commander Kor, Oh, my Kor, God, my John heart Kalikos. is going pitter-patter. Well, do you have <laughs> a question for him? Speak up a little louder so I can hear you, please. Okay, gosh, I didn't know I was going to have so to ask you a question, John. What? <laughs> How does it feel to be the first Klingon of all time? Very do you know the language? Very uh, I created an entire new race. Uh, we're still living up in the mountains on the wrong side of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the grandchildren all became good guys and boring. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still training my own particular core <laughs> because um, Kirk's going to come back around in my, my part of the world someday. I think the and we're going to have that fight we didn't have before. <laughs> the, the second part of her question was, do you know the language? <laughs> 
on the Klingon language, and I make a legend of my home. And Shakespeare in Klingon, actually. <laughs> you don't know a word, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Not one word. No, I know, I know all the words, but they go very, very quickly. Yes. Ah. And nobody can understand a word you, I'm talking about. You humans about, so couldn't help to, couldn't hope to understand. <laughs> My All goodness. Right, well. well, thank you. Thank you very much, Kara, for calling. Okay. Well, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thanks very much. We're certainly we're certainly trying. John, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Whoa, whoa. Don't press a button. Whoa. Press a thank, button. thank goodness. This it is, worked. We're getting a round of applause <laughs> from the engineer. A technological. Almost a standing ovation we've, from our engineer. We've <laughs> reached we've reached a breakthrough. It's it's amazing. I'm I'm just so Entranced. <laughs> <laughs> You're numb, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, John, what are you working on now? Oh, I'm doing a magnificent play called Conversations with My Father, mm -hmm. which stars Judd Hirsch. Uh, he won the Tony Award uh, on Broadway uh, two seasons ago for it. We're doing a 12-week stint here in Los Angeles at the Two Little Theater. Uh, I love the play. I think it's probably the best American play that's been written in the last 20 years. Hmm. And all the parts are great. My part is super fantastic. Of course. No, it's not a Klingon, is it? No, 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 <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. Actually, it's going way back in time to the 19th century, long before Klingons even dreamt of uh, conquering the universe. Right. Uh, but it's great fun. It's a wonderful piece. Very, very funny. And uh, I think uh, everybody in the world should come and see it. Now, how long is the play running, did you say? It's running from the 14th. We start previews on the 5th of October, officially open on the 14th of October, and play until the 19th of December at the oh, Little Theater. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That sounds good. Best of luck with that. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, we we really we really appreciate you uh, uh, hanging in there <laughs> with hanging us. in there with us through no, our, I think our various in is better. Uh, <laughs> I like that. interesting uh, <laughs> bits on, of technology. <laughs> and uh, thanks a lot for joining us tonight. It's been my pleasure, I assure you. Thanks very much. Thank you. So long, John. Bye now. Well, <laughs> we fin we finally made it through that. Uh, we have to break for a uh, station ID, and uh, we'll be back right after this. Open your eyes and listen exclusively on cable TV, CRN, the cable radio network, the radio channel. Welcome back. <laughs> yet, yet more technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> in, this, uh, in this second half hour of Talk Trek, we have something a little special planned for all our listeners and uh, and no one will get disconnected <laughs> yes because they're here live, live. in the studio um, we have a couple of dare I say non trekkers uh, halfway <laughs> Half, they, I, I guess they're what happens is they're undecided about their fandomness something like that something like that actually uh, uh, Dave Adkin is one of our guests that would be me how are you all Dave. doing and uh, Scott Crager. That would be me. And uh, Dave uh, was actually on a, a previous show when we were on that other radio show, or other radio uh, station. And uh, uh, at that point, Dave uh, was really not much of a fan at all of anything. And so we, he, he promised us... Of anything? Well, of <laughs> anything Star Trek. And, uh, and he promised us that he'd make a concerted effort to start watching the shows. And, uh, and we promised we'd have him back. And so here he is to let us know what he... Uh, what he thinks of uh, of the next generation, and I don't know, have you watched original series episodes also? Um, just a couple I've gotten off tapes, uh -huh. but I'm still uh, woefully <laughs> uneducated. <laughs> well, what are you, what are your uh, your observations on the next generation? Well, well, thanks for having me back. Anyway, um, well, I've been watching them. Uh, when we last met, <laughs> I had seen like three and a half. Um, I have been catching them as I watch dinner. You know, as I eat dinner, of I've course. been watching the, the seven o'clock reruns, and um, I quite like them. I'm getting a lot more familiar with the uh, the, the the back mythology, if you mm -hmm. will. So a lot of the the texture of the show makes a lot more sense. If I had uh, two complaints, it would be that uh, it's far too technical. Uh, I'm sure that the people who do the show are entranced by you know all of the the, the tachyon field emissions Techno blocking babble. the particle. Yeah, and uh, there was an episode I saw uh, I don't know last year um, where they find Scotty. 
Right. You know, Relic and Relic. I mean, they spend 45 seconds to a minute talking about the transporter when all they could have said, there's somebody in the transporter. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> there he is. You know, but it just goes on and on and on and on. It's just plug yeah. it in and turn it on, and there he is. That's all you have to do. Mm -hmm. I don't think the people who do the show realize, and you would know who they are, yes, um, yes, I don't think they realize how that stuff gets in the way of the good drama. Now, I mean, uh, in deference to Darren, um, <laughs> the old shows that I've seen, they, you know, for whatever reason, 60s, you know, uh, naivete, they didn't do the technical stuff. Yes. And as a result, they're a lot more driving. I'll agree with that. Uh, yes, I, I <laughs> figured you would. Of course, uh, I'll be leaving now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Scott, who is with us uh, now, <laughs> Scott is someone you're not going to like. Um, Scott, why don't you tell us what, the, what you're all about? Well, uh, frankly, I, I don't understand uh, what the uh, the fascination is with the conventions and the whole uh, whole phenomena. I mean, this is a show that started in the '60s and pretty much disappeared, uh, you know, a few years later. And all of a sudden, I mean, every weekend there's a convention somewhere around the country, and thousands of people flock to uh, to hear you, I guess, and and cast members speak. And and I'm I'm kind of just fascinated by the whole uh, attraction to the show. You I don't mean, quite no. understand it, or? Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of other TV shows that I, I'm sure ran longer than Star Trek that received uh, more critical acclaim, and, and uh, I, they don't have any conventions going on every weekend. Uh, they pretty much were canceled, and uh, now they're in the history books. Yes, but they didn't have a spaceship. <laughs> well, uh, what happened to Battlestar Galactica? I think they had a spaceship. And I don't know of any Battlestar Galactica conventions. Yeah, but well, you know, <laughs> the Enterprise would have kicked the Galactica's butt anyway. This so is true. No, it doesn't matter. But anyway, well, how many? <laughs> have you seen a lot of episodes? Uh, old, uh, old DS9 movies. Uh, I didn't really see too many of the uh, original episodes. Uh, I was, I mean, I was just a kid when when the first one came on, mm -hmm. and. As far as reruns, uh, I, know I guess they like it on at midnight or something occasionally, but I never really catch those. As far as the new series, I've seen one or two of the episodes. Uh, it's in syndication, so I know it kind of jumbles around with the time slots, so it's not like I even know when exactly it's on. As far as the movies, I saw, uh, I think it was like the fifth one, or the one that was uh, directed by Kirk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw, I think it was five, and uh, that's, that's, that's it. That's pretty and much what did I've you seen. think of Star Trek V? To be honest, I, I was I, I I was disappointed. I, I didn't I didn't like it too much. It, it didn't make sense. I thought I mean I'm a big movie buff, and I thought the production values were a little low, and I thought the writing was a little uh, lacking. Uh, I I just wasn't that impressed by it. I mean I haven't seen the other ones, so I don't know if uh, how they compare to it. But I think well, I, go uh, ahead. I guess Scott's mission tonight is to watch Star Trek Two. Yes, and our mission tonight is to try and well, if not convert these two gentlemen to at least help them understand why we like Star Trek so much, so very, very much. And the way to do that is to call us here at Talk Trek on CRN, the cable radio network. And uh, for those in the local area, Southern California, the number is 818-352-7152. And nationwide, our toll-free number is 1-800-336-2225. That's 1-800-CABLE. So... Uh, Help these guys understand what all the hoopla is about. Yeah, you guys have to understand that an hour before the show, uh, I've, we've been grilling Scott, trying to uh, trying to get him to understand what the appeal is of the conventions and why why we all turn out in such droves to uh, to see the stars and to talk about our favorite show, and uh, and he just doesn't get it. So maybe you guys can come up with a new approach or, or some way of, of snapping him out of his non-trectum and uh, and and rope him in. Uh, why don't we take a call? And yes, see? let's do that. On line five, hi, you're on the air. Welcome to Talk Track. Man, let me tell you, that DSVC quest is so boring, I've been <laughs> in there for 30 minutes trying to get back to you. <laughs> but now I'm in Star Trek land. Darren, how are you? Danner, rather, right? Darren. Darren. Darren, yeah. yes. And Scott, how are you? I don't know if you know who I am, the no big deal, but I'm Dave Aaron of the UFO Clearinghouse, and I'm on Don Ecker's show quite often. Welcome. Anyway... I wanted to kind of throw two or three things at you. First, I happen to pick you up by channel switching. Mm -hmm. How long have you been on? Are you on every day, once a week? Uh, this is our, our third. This is our, our fourth, fourth week. Fourth week. Our fourth week on CRN. We, we were previously on another station in the uh, Los Angeles area for about two years. And uh, we just made the leap over to uh, CRN. And you mean uh, you were transported there? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, put, put through the, uh, the folds <laughs> of space and time. 
And you're on, you're on once a week? Uh, once a week, yeah, every Friday, Friday at 8. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, because of shows like yours and probably shows like UFOs tonight, all these stations, because of the cable change law, dropped CRN, and now they all picked them back up. So <laughs> they were wise to do so. Were, uh, nice to do so. It took hundreds and hundreds of calls from UFOers and trekkers around the world. That's and right. Including in the San Gabriel Valley area. Anyway, to get to the point, uh, with your guest, one of his name Scott, is that correct? Yes, correct. that's me. Uh, the point, I think, with Star Trek is we see a world where the Earth finally lives together as one unit, humans. So we've passed our, we've passed our, our, our little animosities, our little petty uh, prejudices, uh, the need for greed and money. And now we're out there way out, light years away, warp speed, looking at other civilizations and how they react and how they live and how we can possibly help them or help us. And if you're not a trekker, you're just not taking your listerman. Uh, well, that makes sense to me. I, I understand completely what you're saying. I think part of my uh, curiosity lies in the fact that the conventions and, and the phenomena was something that started before, uh, or I should say after, the, the show uh, initially ran. It just seemed during this, this lull in between the original series and the next generation that uh, this, this whole buildup of, of Star Trek awareness was... Uh, just kind of sweeping across the land when when nothing was really happening. It just fascinates me that you know something like this hasn't happened with uh, any other successful TV series. <laughs> well, just it goes to show you the ingredients that go to to make something like this. It it might be unique unto itself. Indeed. Thank you very much for calling. Now we're going over to line two for a very special call. Welcome. You're on Talk Trek on CRN. Well, hello there, and how are you tonight? I'm okay, Joyce. <laughs> how are you, Joyce? Uh, good. I'm very good. I'm just sorry I'm not there. Yeah, well, for I'm those... i a great show tonight. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Joyce is our fearless leader, uh, <laughs> who couldn't be here tonight, but she's uh, calling us now. She's and who hiding out tonight in North Hollywood. And who probably could have kept John Colicos on the line uh, longer than I could. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry I missed John. I unfortunately didn't get in until a few minutes ago, and I ran for the... Uh, to, to, to listen in and to call it. <laughs> and I said, oh, Lord, he was just saying goodbye. It, well, that's that's good, Joyce. You don't need to know what happened. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we'll fill uh, you in at a later date. I'll find out. <laughs> but I, I really called in to say hello to, uh, to, to, uh, to Dave Alden. Yes. Yeah. Dave. Yes. Adkin. Get a yes. life. Adkin? <laughs> yes, Adkin. Uh, okay. So I can't read my own handwriting. Yeah, yeah. Come, come again. Come on. Let, let's oh. hear it. No, but li- you know, you know, you were saying that you couldn't understand. I think you're the one that said that you couldn't understand why conventions. Oh no, that was no, Scott. No, 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 no. That? That's the guy beside me. Oh, well, that was me. Is that Scott? Yeah, that's me. Oh, Scott. Okay, yes. then Scott, you're the one that I'm talking to. <laughs> you know, you know why conventions and all the rest of it. It's like any other hobby. Have you ever seen people that are fishermen? I mean, they are absolutely bonkers for what kind of bait they use. Sure. And I'll be darned if I can understand why anybody cares whether something looks like <laughs> a little fly or not. And they put it on their hat, and they get up at the crack of dawn so they can catch little fish, so they can put them out for bigger fish, and then they throw them all back anyway. Sure, sure, I, mean, I understand you know, what you're saying. It's, it's, it's a hobby. Or people off on golf courses, or, or, following, or, or, or the, the, the ones that are wealthy enough to go out and buy extremely expensive uh pictures by artists uh, who uh, seem to be painting upside down. Right. So, so it's, it's the same same sort of thing. So you caught our fancy for whatever reason, and, and you wind up investing a lot of your time and effort just enjoying the, the ambiance the whole, of the whole affair. Sure. So you're, just, so you're kind of equating the show with just being sort of uh, the, the trekkers' hobbies. Well, it is basically. It's certainly not, uh, well, some of, some of us it's right. our lives, obviously. But uh, with most people, that's exactly what it is. They go to their jobs, they do them. They're uh, many uh, uh, very professional people. They come from all walks of life. Joyce, do you and think I should bring Scott to, to, to a convention soon? Oh, why don't you bring him tomorrow? It'll be like culture. Oh, I can't go to San Diego tomorrow, but uh, oh. uh, there is one in San Diego, Scott, if you want to go. But He's I think Scott will. will go. I think I'll wait till there's a local convention. It'll be like culture or shock. Go. <laughs> have to go to a convention to appreciate them. We'll bring them to the big one. The big one in, uh, in uh, uh, I think it's March, that Creation is holding their Grand Slam. That w- that's a good one. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. That's they, they have the costume parades and whatnot. You've got to see a costume parade to appreciate it. Well, let me ask you this question. Is, is the, Now, Creation is this company that's devoted solely to holding and, and promoting and, and uh, conducting these conventions? Well, not just uh, Star Trek conventions, all kinds of conventions. Yeah, that is their uh, th- their biggest their, customers, of course, Star Trek. 
right. because of the following, but they deal with the uh, horror story, you know, Fangoria. Sure. Right. Okay. You mentioned yeah. that, uh, for instance, about uh, Battlestar uh, Galactica. There are Battlestar Galactica. There's one coming up. Sure, and Quantum Leap. And, uh, and Quantum Leap. Uh, right. Yeah, I think I've heard of the Quantum Leap conventions. Yeah, they have them for just about uh, every one of the science uh, science shows. Sure. Speaking, shows. speaking of conventions, Joyce, we have, uh, we have uh, announcements of two of them going on tomorrow. Two? Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, creation conventions uh, this weekend on September 25th in Baltimore, Maryland at the Radisson Plaza Lord, and Marina Sirtis is going to be there. And, of course, the one uh, down in San Diego at the convention center, and Jonathan Frakes is going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Actually, they're both good. They're both uh, very, very good on stage. Absolutely. Uh, she's, she's a ball of energy. Pardon me? Marina is a ball of energy. Yeah, that's for sure. She's a lot of fun. And Jonathan, also a very quick wit and a very warm uh, uh, man. He's very, uh, very funny. So if you can, get out to see those. Yeah, you really should. Scott, I, think I don't mean to tie up the line all night. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, you've got other calls coming in. Yes, we do. There, you'd, you'd be proud of us. We're getting so many calls. Oh, I am proud of you. I'm always <laughs> proud of you. Sorry, I'm not there. But I wanted to say hi to everybody, well, to all of our listeners, and I'll see you guys next week. We'll be here. Thanks, Joyce. Take care. Bye, bye. Okay, live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special giveaway that we are continuing throughout our lifetime on CRN, at least <laughs> in the foreseeable near future. <laughs> Until they're gone, yes. Talk Trek is giving away some beautiful Star Trek pins as a special gift to you, our listeners. So just send an SASE, which is a self-addressed stamped envelope, to Talk Trek, P.O. Box 433, Sunland, that's S-U-N-L-A-N-D, California, 91041. That's Talk Trek, P.O. Box 433, Sunland, California, 91041. And we'll send you a beautiful Star Trek pin. They're great pins. I have, I have. They really are. I they got one of, uh, I got one of them myself. Blue mm. and red enamel on them and everything. They're really nice. Their pins are always fun. <laughs> <laughs> Another announcement: If you'd like to beca- become an active part of Talk Trek, we'd like to invite you to become commander of a Talk Trek outpost. The outpost is a place where Trekkers can meet, listen to our show, talk about Trek, and generally have a great time with people who like the same things you do. As the commander of an outpost, you can decide its designation and name, and you'll also receive an official Talk Trek Outpost Commander ID card and T-shirt. And we'll even announce your outpost when it's established on the air and in our newsletter. And what's more, you'll have the opportunity to be an official Talk Trek representative at some of the biggest conventions across the country. And if you're interested in becoming part of the Talk Trek family of fans, help Talk Trek become the greatest show on the air today. Just write us at Talk Trek, care of CRN, the cable radio network, P.O. Box 433, Sunland, California, 91041. That's Talk Trek Care of CRN, P.O. Box 433, Sunland, California, 91041. All right. We have more calls, so let's, uh, let's grab them, shall we? Welcome. You're on Talk Trek on CRN, the cable radio network. Hi. Good evening. This is Bob calling from Santa Monica. Hello, Hi, Bob. Bob. How are you? I'm doing fine. I wanted to talk about something which has been sort of bothering me. Uh-huh. Not, not really bothering me, but sort of bothering me. Okay. I happened to be going through the cable dial just uh, three or four weeks ago, <clears throat> and I saw members of Star Trek, the original series, actually peddling memorabilia and goods on one of the home shopping channels. They, they do that uh, frequently, it mm-hmm. seems. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't seem completely necessary. At the conventions is another thing altogether. I, I'm fully supportive of the uh, private entrepreneur setting up their stand of, uh, most of the time, very interesting and noteworthy goods. Mm-hmm. But to see the actual cast members selling, like, uncut sheets of uh, 3x5 trading cards, this what? does not seem exa- exactly uh, honorable. I, I, I don't want to be condemn them too much well everyone has to make a living and uh and you know tv stardom doesn't last forever (laughs) 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 oops uh thank you very much for calling we have to we have to move on we're getting more and more calls hello you're on crn with talk trek hi good evening hi my name's gus from burbank hi gus how are you hi uh i've been a trekkie since as long as i can remember uh especially with the old series what i noticed about the new series when it first came on, I couldn't stand it. Uh, one of the things that bugged me about it was that when the story started, 
they didn't really formulate until like five minutes before the end of the show. Then all of a sudden everything resolved. Now I love the new series because everything happens within the first 10, 15 minutes and you got a whole 45 minutes wondering how they're going to resolve this. You guys notice that? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first, the first season of The Next Generation was, uh, was a bit shaky. As a matter of fact, you know, I wasn't working for the show at the time, but the, I saw Encounter at Farpoint and I vowed to never watch that show again. I said, that's not Kirk, that's not Spock, that's not Scotty. You know, and, and when Deep Space Nine came out, I'm sure there were fans out there that said, that's not Picard, that's not Data, that's not Riker. Oh, yeah, but with Deep Space Nine, I love especially the premiere show. We're I love that show from the get-go. I thought it was much better than when Star Trek first started out on, you know, with the new generation. Oh, I agree. I definitely agree. Uh, you know. So what's your favorite show overall? Oh, it's hard to say. From new shows, you mean? Yeah. Uh, well, all of them, all three of them. Uh... I still have to say, for stories, probably the old Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like, there's probably maybe like ten episodes that are my ultimate favorites. You know, <laughs> Evelyn uh, is subliminally <laughs> uh, uh, trying to get you to go really. with Deep Space Nine. I will be well, more bold and say Next Generation kicks butt. But uh, yeah, what what would you say to uh, Dave and Scott? Uh, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, these these are two guys here. We have them. <laughs> I just tuned in. So oh, okay. Oh, oh, well, we have we have two guys here who. Uh, uh, Dave tied down to the chairs in here. <laughs> <laughs> and they're they, they're kind of confused. The only thing they um, can move is their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes we're watching that. They're they're kind of confused over all the the hoopla over Star Trek, the entire phenomenon, the conventions, and why uh, fans are so dedicated to the show. Do you have anything that we're trying to sway them yeah. to uh, to well, continue well, watching and and maybe uh, kind of get into the family here? So there's, there's uh, about I'd say probably about 20 episodes of the old series that you have to see to get an idea of what Star Trek's about. Uh, if you had to, if you had to recommend three episodes, one from the original, one from the Next Generation, and one from DS9, what three would you recommend to them? Well, one from the original is really hard. Indeed. Because I mean, sure. It's like if you want a real good simplistic episode, I thought the Empath was great mm -hmm. because there was just the one stage and everything was just acted out between the two actors, no chase scenes or anything. Right. I thought the uh, one of the original episodes. Uh, oh, that was the name of it. Sula's the swashbuckler. Uh, the Naked Time. Yeah, Naked Time is uh -huh. a good episode. That's a very good episode. Because, you know, Spock breaks down with the emotional thing. Also, the one where Spock gets the spores. Right. He falls in love for the first That's time. That's the very first Star Trek episode I ever saw. You know, uh, like I said, there's about 20 of them that I really like out of all of them. Out of the next generation, I like, like I said, I like the, the from the second season on better than the first season. Uh, one of the last shows that I saw from the from, uh, next generation... I don't remember the title of it, but it was the one where Data has dreams about his father. Uh, birth, birthright Part 1. You know, and, and every dream was a little bit different. Uh-huh. You know, I thought that was an excellent series. Uh, speaking of that, speaking of, for those of you who enjoyed that episode, uh, we are having an episode coming up where we experience one of Data's nightmares. So I think uh -huh. that's going to be very uh -oh. interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun. I thought the, the season ender and the season premiere were excellent. Good. You know, uh, now, don't say too much about them because the entire country hasn't seen them yet. They, oh, oh. they haven't seen part two yet, so we can't uh, divulge too much. Some people have, but some people haven't. Oh, so us in California already seen it. Right. Yes, that's true. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, Deep Space Nine, I love the premiere episode of Deep Space Nine. That it was, to me, it just blew away everything I've ever seen from, from a technical standpoint, from a story standpoint. It was like, you could tell it was way over a lot of people's heads, and you had to see it a couple times before it made sense. The, the first five minutes knocked me for a loop, yeah. I have to admit. Yeah. Yeah, um, the, the final battle. Especially the part where when they're on the planet and, you know, you're seeing the, the planet through their eyes. One sees the storm, one sees the sunny day. Right. Which was which I thought was really well done. Well, uh, well, thanks for calling, and, and hopefully maybe these guys. What do you think? I think I could lend those to you. Uh, I'd be willing to watch them. Like I said, uh, I'm just fascinated by the fact that this whole phenomenon seemed to build after the show was canceled. <laughs> after the show was over, that is, uh, it's it's true. I mean, after you after something is gone, you miss it. So <laughs> I, I think uh, after well, I, I yeah, you miss it. But I don't. I just I mean, <laughs> I don't see people flocking to the auditoriums yeah. after like Mary Tyler Moore ended. You know. Well, you know, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Star Trek. That's right. <laughs> One of those, I, I'm sure if Mary Tyler Moore was in Star Trek, <coughs> people right. would be. That's people right. Well, I'm sure you're correct. <laughs> she had pointed ears, by God, she'd have a following you wouldn't believe. Let's go to another call. Line two, welcome. You're on Talk Trek on CRN. I am? Yes, yes you are. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. What's your name? 
Stan. Stan, what can we? Where are you calling from, Stan? Uh, Van Nuys. Van Nuys. What can we do for you tonight? I wanted to get that uh, pin. Oh, oh you wanted you? to get the pin. pin. Okay. Well, in order to do that, you have to send a self-addressed stamped uh, envelope. Uh, I'm on the air now. Yes, you I guess are. Yes, you are. Well, what's the deal? How long has this been going on? Uh, this is our fourth week here on the cable radio network, and uh, and we're going to be here every week at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh huh. Uh, and you can call in and uh, and talk Trek. Yeah, my friend Kent just called me and said you won't believe it. There's a Star Trek uh, <laughs> thing on. We love the show. And he was right. Um, <laughs> it is a great show. Like the uh, what do you call it? The new one disappointed me a little bit, though. Uh, DS9. It was just like the year that uh, Picard became Locutus, uh -huh. and you wait all the three months like there's <laughs> going to be something great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the uh, Borgs are just like wimpy. Yeah, well. You know, but anyway, it's the greatest show ever made. Well, good. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, that's weird. I just sent away for a watch today. Oh. <laughs> a, a Star Trek watch. Well, to get a Star Trek officer's uniform. To get a. Uh oh. <laughs> well, well you can put your pin on your officer's uniform. So it, it'll fit in a regular stamp. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, regular, yeah it's in a regular envelope. Regular envelope. Yes. Just self-addressed stamped envelope to talk Trek. P.O. Box 433, Sunland, California, 91041. All right. Well, that's great. All right. Okay. All right. I'm going to tune in and hear what everyone has to say. Okay. Great. Keep listening. Thanks for calling. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks very much. Well, can, can we interest you guys in a pin? Uh, I don't think I would wear a pin, but thank you. <laughs> Why you? No, I'd be sacrilege. more than willing to watch the show. I, I will say that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not trying to knock the show. But I, I haven't really seen too many of the episodes. As far as the movie, I should. I guess I should rent uh, some of the earlier Star Trek. Films. I actually have them all. I wouldn't. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let. I'll lend some to you. Okay. Why don't we take uh, another call as we wind down here? Yes, indeed. Welcome. You're on Talk Trek on CRN. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Hi, Who's this? Bill. Bill. Yeah. How you doing? Good, Bill. Where are you calling from? From Long Beach. Oh. I had a quick comment for Craig. No, for, for Scott. For Scott. Uh -huh. Scott. Yes. Scott, what I found with Star Trek is that you just have to be persistent. What I mean is I, I watched The Next Generation for a long time sort of casually, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden a particular episode, well, you've you got to realize that Star Trek obviously is a metaphor for everyday life. And what happens is, from my perspective, is that all of a sudden an episode will come along that will identify with things that you're going through in your life and it, all of a sudden it will it will grip you like a plague mm -hmm. well, and, and there was an episode that most people don't like it was called booby trap next generation episode i where, love that episode where, where geordie fantasized his engineer from the holodeck and picard flew the airplane the single engine airplane right to the, to the solution right and that episode blew my mind and from that moment I was a Star Trek fanatic. I actually enjoyed that show too, and and I don't really like the Next Generation. So, well, you know, the thing about it is, you've got to be persistent with Star Trek, because once you understand, most of the episodes won't, they won't do that to you. You'll just, what happens is, you you see an episode that that you love, and then you come back again and again and again, hoping to be fulfilled the way you were when you saw sure. that particular like with episode. Any show. And Good. That's 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 the. The key to Star Trek is you got to be persistent. What good, good advice, Bill. I, I, we appreciate your call. I think it's ironic that he uh, he kind of equates it to everyday life, whereas the gentleman earlier seemed to uh, look at it as more of a, it's the future where everybody gets along and, and <laughs> you know it's kind of two different levels. Well, uh, it's sort of it works That's on many Star levels. Trek, yeah. Line four, you're on Talk Trek on CRN. Yes, I was going to ask you, uh, Stephen Hawking. He's supposed to be on an episode coming up pretty quick, is that correct? Uh, no, he was actually on the season finale last year. I thought he was going to be in another episode. Though. Oh, no, that's it. That was it? That was the only one. Oh, God. Who is this? This is Brenda. Oh, hi, hi Brenda. Brenda. Where are you calling from, Brenda? Grand Staff, Oregon. Uh-huh. Oh, what's your cable company? TTI. Oh, yeah. very good. Yeah. Does anybody have any little... I, I heard that uh, Stephen Hawking was a big uh, Star Trek fan. The yes, he is. Yes, he is a, a big Star Trek Any stories about that that you might tell? Uh, well, from from our understanding, he he uh, when he came and visited the sets, uh, I was down there to help uh, uh, with the touring of of the sets, and uh, uh, apparently one of the things is he never gets lifted out of his his wheelchair until he he goes to bed. But when he got to the set, 
he uh, actually requested to be lifted out of his wheelchair and placed in the captain's chair. Oh, that's neat. Uh, so we did that for him, and it was just uh, just an incredible uh, uh, experience uh, dealing with Stephen Hawking. So, thank, uh, thanks very much for calling, Brenda. It's, it's times like this where I wish we had another hour. I know. But it's gone. We're just starting to roll, too. <laughs> maybe, maybe you guys can just watch a couple episodes of uh, of any of the Star Trek shows and just you know give it a chance. I'd be more than happy guy. to do that. Well, Come actually, on. Dave is Dave is kind of coming around. Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I'm halfway there. I, I don't like DS9 too much. It's kind of <laughs> they hate each other. I, I mean, love you know, Quark. The, the perfect future, and all they do is argue over there. Um, <laughs> and the old show, well, maybe you know I could borrow some of Dave's takes or something. Well, thanks everyone for being here. It's been fun. And uh, join us next week for another episode of Talk Trek, and uh, we'll talk Trek. Live long and prosper. The party's over, thanks to Mr. Spock.